I want to give a huge thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Therapy isn't something to run away from, it's a vessel to run towards. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online, so break out your comfies. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time. Any time! And schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. No more fumbling to get a session on the calendar. You schedule based on when the time is right for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. Therapy changed my life for the better. Pun intended. And with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash rocky. That's betterhelp.com slash rocky. This past weekend, I went to see the legendary Chelsea Handler. Now, here's a little backstory on me and Chelsea Handler. I first got introduced to her when I was 20-ish years old. She came out with a book called My Horizontal Life. I don't even think that was her first book. I think her first book was Are You There, Vodka? It's Me, Chelsea. But I heard about My Horizontal Life. My friend Megan was visiting my college. I was packing in my dorm because we were headed back home and she was sitting waiting for me to finish packing and she had this book with her. And because Megan and I always liked the same books, I said, what's up with this book? It's good. And she said, oh, it's not only good, it's great. So I said, read it out loud to me while I pack. I gotta know what's going on too. And it was this collection of one night stands. And they were so fucking funny. And Megan, being the true blue friend that she is, just sat there and read and read out loud. She was my original audiobook. And from that moment on, I was forever in love with Chelsea Handler. And I didn't even know what a one-night stand was. Well, I knew what they were. I just should say I hadn't experienced one yet. Now, I could write my horizontal life too. Except it's not always horizontal. Sometimes it's vertical. Sometimes it's sideways, and a lot of the time, my one-night stands are upside down. Maybe one day I'll write a book. But for now, this is about Chelsea. From there, I went and read all her books. I read books that her friends wrote about her. The thing I loved most about Chelsea Handler is that she loves to party, and she loves to have a big group of people around her, and I love those things too, Chelsea. She also loves weed, and anyone who knows me knows I love weed. She's come out with a series of documentaries. She's done cameos on TV shows, podcasts. And guess what? I soak it all in, baby. On one of her TV shows, she used to do a thing where she would have dinner parties and mix up the guest list. So it would just be a collection of people who maybe normally wouldn't hang out with each other, but who would all hang out with her. 
And then they would just get drunk and high and have these really funny dinner parties. And I've always wanted to be a guest. And one day I probably will be. But she's an inspiration for a big chunk of my comedy. And a big chunk of the way I try to live my life. There was one episode of her show, Chelsea Does Drugs, where she had all her friends over and they had a weed-infused dinner catered at her house. If you think that one day I won't have a weed-infused dinner catered at my house and record the whole thing for all of you to see, then you're wrong. And Chelsea Handler is the inspiration for that. If you're listening to this and you're somebody who I'm in true blue love with, be it a really close friend or a really close relative, just know that when I can afford it, we'll be on the beaches of Greece together, baby, on my dime. My friend Mike, also a very big Chelsea Handler fan. Mike is one of those friends that I could show up to his apartment in my pajamas with a joint or a bottle of wine and just lay on his couch. We can talk, we cannot talk, we can laugh, we cannot laugh. If I look at him and say, I think I have to sleep over tonight, guess what? I'm laid up on the couch, baby, sleeping over. In January 2020, before COVID was accepted in the United States, while we still thought we were invincible from it, I think I had it. I was at Mike's house, we were sitting on his couch, writing our goals for the new year, and I looked at him and I said, I think I'm passing away. No COVID denying here. And then I passed out on his couch for another day. And he made me soup. And guess what we watched? Chelsea Handler. So Mike tells me, Chelsea Handler's coming to the Beacon and I got us two tickets. And on the future friend's trip that's all on my dime, Mike certainly reinforced his spot. We also had six other friends going because that's the kind of crew I roll with. Gay men who love Chelsea Handler. We had a little pregame, had some pizza, some Prosecco, and then headed to the theater. Her openers were Vanessa Gonzalez and Sam J, both hysterical. And then Chelsea came on. And I knew from her specials, and I knew from her long-ass career that Chelsea was going to be great. But I had no idea how great she was going to be. She was so polished and quick. Her timing was masterful. And to see it in real life, it just solidified that I'm such a fan. And as such a fan, a lot of the jokes and stories that she told, I was familiar with. It was a lot of stories from her childhood, which makes sense because the name of her tour was Little Big Bitch, and it was a picture of her from her childhood. I felt like I was hanging around the kitchen table with a bunch of friends, listening to stories that I could listen to a hundred times on end. And she looked fucking great. You know why she looked fucking great? Because she doesn't have any bullshit man dragging her down. My DMs are always open. But just, if you're with the bullshit, keep it moving. I want to look great when I'm Chelsea Handler's age. And I will have no one get in the way of that. Man, woman, non-binary, gay, straight, or fluid as an IV. Horizontal, vertical, or upside down. If you have the opportunity to see Chelsea Handler live, please do it. You won't be disappointed. She posted on her Instagram at the end her taking a picture with Sam J and Vanessa Gonzalez with the audience behind her. And if you look really hard, you can see me and Mike in that picture. I hope to take many more selfies with Chelsea Handler in the future. Mike, thanks for a fabulous night. Let's keep making them happen, baby. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello! Did you have a good week? 
I sure hope so. I hope you stayed dry, but if you were back in the Northeast like me, you probably didn't. The flood and the waters and the subways were ill-equipped to deal with the weather the past few days. I don't even know where to begin. Friday, I walked out of my place and I got excited. I've always wanted to live lakeside. Kayaks, docks, ducks, ducks, docks, yaks, the American dream. And when I stepped out of my place, there were no ducks. There were no docks. And the kayaks, though they would have been helpful, were not there either. It was just a good old-fashioned gross-ass city flood. I got close to the water and I got ready to cross the street and when I saw my bodega guy sweeping the water on what used to be the sidewalk with a broom, then I said, bitch, if you don't get your ass above sea level post-haste, it's not going to be good for you. So I aborted my morning mission, my morning my choice and I crawled back into bed for four more hours and that's the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and act like I went home and made myself a smoothie with my newfound free time or canoed over to the gym to break a sweat. If I may quote a one Megan the Stallion, bad bitches have bad days too and I was feeling heavy. Whether it was the rain or the post-travel or pure exhaustion, I needed a recharge in a dark dreary room in a hoodie. I needed my comforter in a stuffed animal. If New York City was the Titanic, and Titanic was going down in a blaze of water, then I was going out like that Irish lady with the two kids, the one in steerage, asleep, and knocked the fuck out. But I'm back, baby, and I'm better than ever, which is more than the New York City subways can say. Oof. It's a little terrifying. We know they're ill-equipped to handle the water, but when you see it, it's hard to get used to. And all I keep thinking, and this is a little Debbie Downer, but all I keep thinking is all this repetitive water damage, it's going to corrode the pipes and shit is going to pop off or pop out. It's going to be bad. Before I say what I'm about to say, do any of you have some hay? Because I'm about to get on my high horse. This city is glam mixed with extreme poverty. This city is full of beautiful empty buildings while human beings with souls and pulses that were once little innocent babies sleep in all types of weather and they sleep outside. The subway prices just went up, but yet you can't get anywhere on time unless you leave yesterday because the trains are whack. Delayed, broken, you name it. But meanwhile, we have the most funded police department in the country. And the cops don't even live in the neighborhoods they patrol. Objectively. Even if you're a cop. Even if you're a cop lover. Even if you got cops in your family and a cop saved your kittens. Blue bloods is what you rub one out to. Whatever your reasoning is, objectively. You must agree that at least hire cops that live in the neighborhoods. Hiring cops to patrol neighborhoods they have no business in is like having a house guest that comes over and starts disciplining your kids. Hey, take your shoes off before you come in. Turn that TV down. Put the lid back on the toothpaste before I have you lined and motherfucking chalked in the den. You understand me? I wasn't really disciplined. I don't really know how to discipline. Is that... I, right? Cops, back me up. The only thing New Yorkers are paying cops to do is ensure that they have pensions so they can live cushy lives beginning at 55 and so they can beat personal records in Candy Crush while they lean against the wet subway walls. And I guess the big question I want to pose here is, where will the cops lean if the subway walls start busting out? When the water starts engulfing the stations, their phones that serve and protect us will get wet. 
All I'm saying is maybe, just maybe, if we put a little bit of New Yorkers' hard-earned tax dollars into fixing a system of transportation that most of us use and rely on and take that money out of cops' pockets, then we can get to where we gotta go on time and most importantly, safely and dry. Everybody wins! Is it so hard to put the money back into the city? I mean, my God. We can only buy into and feed corporate greed for so long before the world around us literally swallows us whole. (sighs) I was at a bar the other night. My friend's husband plays in this awesome 90s cover band once a month in my neighborhood. So I always go and support Rain or Shine. And as we know, it was raining. So me and a couple of friends are outside smoking a J in the rain because can nobody hold us down. And this guy joins us to smoke a cigarette. There isn't much awning space, so we let him slide in. Plus, I don't mind a cigarette smoker. A lot of the time, they're interesting and complex minds with a lot on their brain, so the smoke doesn't bother me. Except you, Dad. Put the goddamn cigarette down. Your family loves you for Christ's sake. No one's trying to hear, pass the gravy, across the Thanksgiving table, all right? Put it down. Anyway, Mr. Complex comes over and we all start talking about the state of the world and I couldn't tell if he was on something or, no offense, libertarian. Calm down. I'm not bashing libertarians, okay? Take a breath. I hooked up with one of you once, if you can call it that. It was underwhelming. Nobody feels like getting fingered after eight tequila sodas, okay? We're adults. Get your dick hard. But man, oh man, was his one bedroom nice. So well furnished. Anywho, much like the positively brilliant joke from Eliza Schlesinger's special Elder Millennial, I was doing a full body assessment of whether or not he was worthy of the all-access pass. We voted, me, myself, and the active jury that is my mind, and we came to the conclusion that it was not good for our long-term game to grant entry. Not even because of his confusing politics, more so because he had a gal who, boop, bop, beep, pushed her way into the awning, got really close to him, and he did not acknowledge her existence. Me and my two friends kind of waited. Is he going to introduce her? Is she going to tell us her name and perhaps her connection to this passionate Cowboys fan? He gave Cowboys fan energy, so do what you will with that information. I'm like a ref baby. I just calls it like I sees it. And he never came up for air between rants, so it never seemed like a good time to ask. But the vibe I got was she was blowing up his spot, like he wants to give off single dude energy. And you were supposed to stay inside, lady. Her face was getting a little pissed, visibly. I don't know if she listens to the show and is an active member of the Party God Squad. We hope so. But if she isn't, and if you've ever been her, picked up a guy at the bar and now he's acting like you're the option and not the prize, then to the left, to the motherfucking left. Keep it moving, my girl. I promise you, you'll be able to find another mid-30s man who can barely keep a semi on a Thursday night in September. I know that the pickings are slim, but you have to believe. And fellas, as an outsider, we actually think it's hotter when you're into the woman you're with rather than narcissistically trying to make her jealous and still leave with her anyway. Just maybe she has a little less self-esteem than she walked in with because you're not a nurturer. That's why God is punishing you with a boner that's decalcified, baby. 
It's karma. Every time you're mean to a woman who is good to you, that's a little bit of blood that won't make it to your nether region. And every time you're good to a woman who is good to you, God will give you more boner juice. That's more juice for your boner battery. Wait a minute, fellas. That means you're in total control of what happens to your boners. You have all the power in this scenario. Boys, you are God. They left together and then, and unsatisfyingly for her sake, I'm sure, 30 minutes later, he came back to the bar. But I don't know, maybe they're cousins. I'm about to say something controversial, but I hate dreaming, you guys. And I'm not saying daydreaming where I'm in 95% control of where the thoughts are driving to. I'm talking about dream dreaming when I'm asleep. You might be thinking, why, Rocky? Do you have nightmares often? Is that the issue? No, silly. If I had nightmares often, I would say I hate having nightmares. I can't stand dreaming because they aren't fun. They aren't scary, but they're never fun. I'm never driving down the Tuscan coast. I don't know if Tuscany has a coast. I know it has a sun. I'm so sorry, and you're welcome to everyone who got that joke. But driving down the Tuscan coast, a joint in my hand, a sexy Italian man in the other. Four-wheel drive, baby, keep up. Not a care in the world, on our way to a private dinner with 20 of our closest friends, with a night of dancing and Molly on a private beach after. No, that's never my dreams. My dreams are me banging someone I have no business banging in a place I have no business banging this non-banging person I'm banging. And I'm always late for work. I'm never eating great food. I'm never happy with the person who's going down on me. Bring back the fun dream. When I was in the third grade, my dad would get me like five Savage Garden tapes. And I'm talking tape tapes, cassette tapes, and they were all bootleg. And then he would get me, I don't know, five Usher tapes. This is when Usher had his first album. They call me U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. Now baby, tell me what you want to do with me. You know, that one. Maybe you don't, and if you don't, it's worth going back. And with these tapes, I would sell them to members of my third grade class. Yeah, I was a bootlegger. That's how far me and Usher go back. I used to bootleg Usher cassette tapes to my third grade class. Then, when I was 18, I made Usher laugh. That's right. I made Usher Raymond laugh. And not because I told him I used to bootleg his tapes and sell them to my third grade classmates. No. He was in the musical Chicago on Broadway. I was down the street seeing an off-Broadway show called Forbidden Broadway. It was a parody about all the other shows. It was pretty good, but I'm sure Chicago was better. A friend of mine was across the street seeing Sweeney Todd. Not this iteration, obviously. I was 18 a long time ago. Or a short time ago, if you think about how long human beings have been on the earth. Really put stuff in perspective. So while my friend and I are waiting for our friend to get out of Sweeney Todd because our off-Broadway show got out way earlier, I said, let's go stand in line and get Usher to sign something. We'll be the first in line because Chicago hasn't let out either. So we stage-doored it, and I stood there, waiting for Usher to come out, a mere half my life ago. And when he came out, I had him sign my school planner. And I said, huh, you're really in front of me right now. And he went, <laughs> that's right, you slimy bitches. I made Usher laugh. Don't leave your boy around me. And now Usher is hosting the Super Bowl. I would not say he's in my regular music rotation. 
So I went on Spotify and I started listening to Usher and man, oh man, does this guy have some hits. I know I don't need to sell Usher to the world. He's literally doing the Super Bowl. But if you weren't convinced that he was the right man for the job, I urge you to take a look at his catalog. It's fire. And I, for one, very much look forward to that Super Bowl halftime show. Who knows? Maybe I'll even be there. And maybe music stars have always just been huge since people could start going to concerts and stuff and things were being televised. I think of the Beatles and then I think of Taylor Swift. The other night I was invited to the Giants game. I had to decline because of previous obligations and then I had to painfully watch them in their box suite. But it was probably a good thing I wasn't there because if I was there I might have thrown hands. You see... There were men at the Giants game this past Monday night that were booing a Taylor Swift ad. That's right. These incels are such haters that they saw a Taylor Swift ad happen at their precious foosball game and they couldn't fucking handle it. So they booed her. It could have been a coincidence. Truly. Sometimes people go to football games in groups. Maybe, just maybe, this was the night that the Little Dick Society was tailgating. And it could have been a coincidence. But I am asking, pleading, begging anyone, if you know a grown man who has the audacity to boo a Taylor Swift commercial while he is enjoying a football game on a Monday night with his pals in an unseasonably warm October, Please do not procreate with him. Please do not even have sex with him. I would shy away from smiling at him too. We have to end this line of men. And I'm not man-hating because I know there are a lot of good men out there, I'm sure. I've heard. I've heard they exist. And I believe they're out there. But this ain't it. They ain't it. Stop procreating with these assholes. You don't want to spend your night watching beer softball on a Tuesday after you just worked a long shift anyway. So stop procreating with them. If you see them in the wild, go the other way. These are the same men that are jerking off with their own tears to all too well in the closet while their wives go to Nashville for a bachelorette party. They're unwell. If I was with a guy who booed a Taylor Swift commercial while we were having fun at a Giants game on a Monday night in an unseasonably warm October, I'd fuck his best friend. Speaking of friends, I gotta give a shout out to my friend Kara, because something really cool happened with us. One thing that's great about my friends is we like to share music. A lot of people will say, if somebody sends me a song, it's so annoying, I don't like to listen to it. It's the complete opposite with my friends. If one of us sends us a song, we make the time to listen to it, because A, What else are you doing? Scrolling through Instagram? And B, somebody is taking the time to share a song that resonates with them, with you. They care enough to put you on that vibration, so just listen to the song. So Kara and I are sharing some songs because she was going to see a band on Friday night. I would have loved to join her, but I couldn't. But I listened to the band that she shared with me. And I was like, okay, love their vibe. And they reminded me of who? Lucas Nelson. That's right. If you're keeping up with the show, you know how I feel about Lucas Nelson. And if you don't, listen to last week's episode. And if you don't want to listen to that one, listen to last year's Farm Aid episode. I go deep, baby. Get on board. So I share with Kara. I say, Kara, if you like this band, 
I really think you're going to like Lucas Nelson. Listen to his music. I send her the album. I said they're the same vibe. They're the same wavelength. A few hours later, she texts me back and she says, oh my God, Lucas Nelson is the band's opening act at Madison Square Garden this Friday. The show she asked me to go to. Can you believe that? Is that not the coolest thing in the world? She and I both got to experience Lucas in different settings within a week of each other. Plus, I had no idea he was opening for this band and I just thought she might like him. Guess what? She fucking did. That brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, what happens if one day we can all read each other's minds? Number two, who invented candy? Who said, hmm, I want fruit, but smaller and all the time and worse for me? Number three, you get offered $500,000 to live inside a whale for a week. You can't eat. You can't drink. I don't think you would die. I think you can go seven days without drinking water. So you can't eat, you can't drink, and it smells so bad. I actually should look up how many days you can't go without water. Okay, let's say you get offered $250,000 to live inside a whale for three days. You can't eat, you can't drink, and it stinks. It smells so bad, like the worst thing you've ever smelled. But you got offered the $250,000, but there's a 50% chance you could die. Do you do it? And number four, the way we try to save the bees and the bees don't know we're trying to save them, is there anything out there that's trying to save the humans, but us humans don't know they're trying to save us? Are there aliens out there wearing t-shirts that say, save the humans? It's not out of the realm of possibility. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at Wild Nights with Rocky on TikTok and Instagram, at Wild Nights Pod on Twitter. If you want to watch extended interviews with past guests and all the episodes on YouTube, please subscribe on YouTube. You can support this very podcast for $2 or $5 per month by joining my Patreon. The Wild Nights Train is leaving the station, baby. Choo, choo. Get on motherfucking board, bitch. A big thank you and a future thank you to everyone who's written and everyone who will write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. I hope you've enjoyed another episode of Wild Nights. I thank you for tuning in with me. And until next time, stay wild, baby.